DJ and PK, 97.5 and 12.80 The Zone. We are joined now by our basketball insider, Steve Cleveland. He joins us on the T-Mobile special guest line. Steve, good morning. Good morning, guys. So I'm curious, the Lakers are back in the NBA Finals. How good you feeling? Or you're a Laker fan, getting there means nothing, only winning. <laughs> well, I have been a Laker fan most of my life, and uh, so I, I was happy. I'm um, happy for LeBron, and uh, he obviously played really well, but you're right. I think that in, in his mind, and I think in all their minds, it's it's all about winning the winning the championship. So uh, they put at least they put themselves in that position, uh, as we'll probably talk about. They they certainly have their own vulnerabilities and issues, but uh, it's going to be fun. It was it was really fun watching Miami play. I, I I love the way they play. I wish I wish the Lakers uh, with all that talent played with a, with a little more chemistry like the the Heat have. But uh, it's going to be a great matchup. So the Heat were a five seed. They didn't make the playoffs last year. Now, obviously, they didn't have Jimmy Butler, and they didn't have Hero, and those are two big additions. But the thing that I like about the Heat that sends a message to the rest of the league is you don't necessarily need to have the top two or three picks like LeBron, like Anthony Davis, because they don't have a bunch of high draft picks on their roster, but they got the job done. Yeah, and I think Bam Adebayo, I mean, he, he's a guy that has just taken his game to a whole other level. So you're right, the development. I mean, you hear all the time about the heat culture and the work ethic and um, all the things that, you know, the guys playing with the chip on their shoulder, all the little the little sayings that go with the heat. And, 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 you know, there's a lot of truth to it. I mean, they they have uh, – there's, there's, there's something to be said about uh, – that group as a whole and, and, and the sum of their efforts and their talent. And they may not have a, a bunch of all-stars, but uh, they certainly have played so well together. And, and I love Spolster's ability to play zone and change defenses. And I mean, he's a really creative guy and that's been there a long time. So they're, they're well coached. I mean, and, and not to say that the Lakers aren't well coached. I mean, there, there's good coaching on both sides, but you got to really like what Miami does. It kind of, He's he's a little out of the box for uh, for the NBA, and he's changing defenses all the time, and he's surrounded himself with really good shooters. And uh, but I, I think really out of if if Miami's going to win this thing, out of is going to be the key. I mean, every, Hero's going to still make baskets, Robinson's going to make baskets, Butler's going to be who they're going to be. But out of plays like he did yesterday. Uh, this is a seven game series, but. I'm not, I'm not sure that'll happen because I think the Lakers have so much size that they can offset some of that. But he's been, for me, uh, such a great surprise, plays with so much energy, and just fun to watch. Steve Cleveland, our basketball insider, joining us here on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Uh, every once in a while, a former player will get all wound up on TV and say something, and, and I'll think, Oh, man, you wish you could put on that uniform and go out there and teach them a lesson. Uh, I think it was Paul Pierce getting wound up saying, uh, these players are all intimidated by LeBron. My generation wasn't intimidated. Well, LeBron's in the finals for the ninth time in ten years. I really don't see all the difference in the results over the years here. It's LeBron gets back to the finals. Has really anything changed in that regard? Is is he intimidating people more than usual? You know, I mean, Paul Pierce – to my recollection, won that one championship in Boston, right? I don't think there were any others. 
I think what happens sometimes, these guys get on TV and, and, and immediately in their own minds, they have become, you know, experts on all things. And, uh, and they certainly feel like their opinions, uh, uh, should be listened to and heard. But, I, you know, he, he was kind of out there. Dwayne Wade kind of, uh, took it to him anyway after the game, after, uh, Paul had been pontificating about how the Celtics were going to win and, and Miami closed the door on that. So I don't, I don't agree with that. Uh, Listen, LeBron has has done exactly what you know. I think most of us felt he was capable of doing. I, I the more I watch LeBron, the more I realize what an incredible, not only player but specimen and taking care of a body and at 35 years of age to put up 38 points, 16 rebounds, 10 assists, and really have uh, very little slippage in his game at a time that it meant the most says a lot about how this guy's taking care of himself, the mindset he has. And a lot of people, there's a lot of LeBron haters. I, I get that. But uh, I, I, I have so much respect for uh, the, the way that he approaches the game and his competitiveness. And, and obviously he's a big, strong guy. But there aren't many people at 35 years of age that are doing what he's doing. And the Lakers aren't where they are without him. So, uh He's earned everything that he's got, you know. And I, it was interesting today. I, or yesterday, I was just reading a few articles about uh, his relationship with Pat Riley, and that that'll prove to be interesting. But obviously, there were some issues there, and uh, when he left, uh, and but Pat Riley had something right. He said that all I saw was a ten-year dynasty, and you know what? If LeBron stays in Miami, uh, they probably had a ten-year a dynasty unlike anything that they've seen since the Celtics. So I can understand Riley's uh, angst and uh, maybe a little bit of bitterness, but LeBron's done it his way, and you know he went back to Cleveland and won a championship, and now I know that uh, he'd love to win a championship for the Lakers and Kobe and everybody there in Southern California. I'll look back a little bit here. The Gordon Hayward thing really hasn't worked out. Boston, you know, looking at stuff, he's taking a lot of heat. He's going to – he can opt out, but no one's going to pay him $34 million a year, so it seems like he's going to opt in. What's your read on that situation? You know, I, I can't, it's hard to tell how injuries impact a player. And, 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 and between the injuries and, and, and obviously uh, things going on at home with mom having a baby and you know, all those kinds of things, but the injuries have been a little bit problematic. And, you know, the, the thing is with Tatum and Brown – uh, you know, you've got you've got a lot of the same there. You know, obviously Boston has to improve themselves with depth and also with with a with a big. Um, but I don't, I'm not sure that the Celtics. I mean, Gordon Hayward is a really good player and he's very skilled, but he's never seemed really healthy. I mean, he just like he's lost a little bit of a step, and that could be due to injuries. But when you look at Brown and Tatum and what they're capable of doing. And, and, and then, of course, Smart has his own specific type of role. But at the end of the day, it's kind of like we're, we've got the it, – it's the same with what we already have. And, and I think the Celtics could get better um, by improving themselves in the low post, finding a guy, an inside-out guy. I mean, that's, that's the next step for them. I think that's what they're missing. And, uh, uh, you know, and I, I think you got to give credit to Miami. I mean – Miami just played them differently. I, I, I thought it took a long time for the Celtics to figure out to get the ball in the middle of the floor and, and attack that zone, but uh, they do some unique things. And when you're changing defenses all the time and it's a short shot clock 
some guys make adjustments. I mean, I've always liked Gordon Hayward when, when he was with the Jazz, but he, is, he has not played for whatever reason, uh, and probably a lot of it is injuries, has not come even close to, I think, the potential they thought that he would have. Uh, but I think the missing piece for the Celtics is that they need uh, rim protectors and they need size up front. Steve Cleveland, our basketball insider, joining us. So is this going to be a long series or a short one? You're going to pick the Lakers. That seems pretty clear from the way you're talking. But how long does it go? You know, uh, probably longer than I'm comfortable with. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I I just have so much respect for how Miami does things. And uh, here, here, a couple of keys for me with the Lakers is this is that Anthony Davis can't go three games. And I know he had a tweaked ankle, but he certainly can't go three games without a rebound, you know, one or two rebounds. I I think the Lakers are better when Anthony Davis – Anthony Davis can play the five. Davis and Adebayo are going to be quite a matchup. And Adebayo is quicker and he's athletic. Uh, But, I mean, this gives Davis an opportunity to kind of step up. Now, certainly Dwight Howard played a huge role in the Lakers beating Denver, especially with Jokic. But – I, I want to see the Lakers go small at times. Put the most They're going to get zoned. They need to have shooters on the floor. Kyle Kuzma is driving me crazy. Uh, it, it just he, He's not defending, and, uh, you know, he just seems out of place there. Like, he's not quite sure what to do, and I don't know why that is, but they're going to need Caldwell Pope and Green, guys like that, Rondo, Caruso, who have all made – significant contribution. They have to shoot the ball well. Miami is going to zone them. There's no question. I mean, it, it is almost impossible to guard LeBron James when the floor is open and he takes it to the rim. So I think we're going to see a lot of zone, which I think bodes well for Miami. But I think the key to this whole thing is Anthony Davis. I mean, he's got to rebound the ball. He can't settle for 50. And mind you, he is a really good 12 to 15-foot baseline jump shooter, Okay. But at, the, but at the end of the day, they need to get stuff at the rim, and I think it's going to be harder. It's going to be harder for LeBron James to get to the rim if they're getting zoned all the time. Uh, so it goes back to the Lakers getting stops, and I think they're third defensively. That that's the, the key for me. If the Lakers defend and get runouts and score in transition like they've been doing, I think they probably win this thing in in five or six games. Uh, but if they're not getting those stops, and Miami's shooting the ball well, and Davis isn't rebounding, and he's settling for jump shots, then, then it, this, this is going to go all the way. And, and Miami can beat the Lakers. There's no question about it. They can beat the Lakers, but I think the Lakers need to change how they're playing in terms of matchups. Uh, I don't think they're going to be going as big as they have. If they had to against Denver, I think it was a great adjustment. But uh, Caldwell Pope, Morris, Kuzma, Rondo, Caruso, those are guys who are going to – they need to make baskets. They, if they start shooting threes against the zone, Miami has no chance. I mean, because if they're, if they're knocking stuff down and they're open and getting those kind of looks, they're going to score enough in transition that I don't think that Miami can beat them. But a, a lot of it will come down to is Anthony Davis hurt? Is he going to be able to rebound the basketball? Is he going to stay on the perimeter offensively? You know, all of those things will impact kind of how this series goes. One of the things that I underestimated was the quality of the Laker bench, and I thought that was going to do them in. But I've been wrong on this. I've been very impressed with their bench. Yeah, you know what? Uh, I, I know Rondo every night he's out there. It, it, it's not 
necessarily a 15 or a 16 point night, but having somebody that is that cerebral and understands how to run a team. And the same thing with Caruso. Um, you know, there, there are times in, in the game that uh, he's a little bit out of control, but he is, he is really good defensively. He's got great toughness, and he can knock shots down as well. You know, with Kuzma and Morris and Caldwell Pope, and even Green at times, Green being more consistent, but between Caldwell Pope and Kuzma, one of those two needs to, to, to be able to shoot the ball. So, But you're right. And when you've added Dwight Howard uh, to that mix as well, now he was starting, but, but, but certainly they've gotten good play out of the guards uh, because there's so much attention on Anthony Davis and LeBron James, which is how it should be. I mean, they should have wide open looks. And, and if they come out confident, and they, they seem to be playing with a lot of confidence, but there are guys that can knock shots down. I mean, those were big question marks going into the playoffs. Can Caldwell Pope make a contribution? Can Morris make a contribution? You know, is Kuzma going to show up and be the third guy? Um, but I would say that Rondo and Caruso are the two that I think have had the biggest impact um, in terms of coming off the bench and, and it takes a lot of pressure off of LeBron as well when Rondo or Caruso are running the floor and, and running the team. So both those guys have really stepped up. And uh, I, didn't, I didn't even know who Caruso was until this series. And not that I, I've really followed, the, followed these guys, but uh, both, both Rondo and Caruso have been really solid. And to beat Miami, they're going to need to knock shots down and get the ball in the seams of the zone and, and attack it. And I'm sure they will. They've got three days to prepare for the zone. Steve, we appreciate the time. Lakers in five or six. We'll mark it down, and we'll talk to you again in a week. All right, guys. See you.